<laughs> I love you. I love you. I love how that's your first thing. <laughs> yeah, because I see you and I'm like, I miss you. I love you. It's just so good to see your face. Yes. Oh my God, I'm crying. <gasps> you too. Oh. oh my gosh. You familiar, familiar pal. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a new hairdo or did you always have bangs I no they're new and not (laughs) only are they new but they're at their worst because I had a massage a head massage earlier and lots of oil so it's like basically I'm covered in oil I'm hoping this is not video and it's just audio (laughs) okay okay for you (laughs) it's for me yay how lucky (laughs) good okay how was your massage it's really good. I'm trying to, you know, I'm still having these like daily headaches. Mm. And so I'm just doing everything now, including guess what arrived today at my house? What? A, a reformer machine. Oh my God. Yes. I thought That's obviously I've been thinking of you. So, um, like what that, did you I was get? just going to, which, um, Simon bought it for me for my birthday. I don't know. It's like pretty swish though. It's pretty swish. Oh I'll God. send you a picture of it later. Okay, good. So I'm just going to like really, cause I really like it and I know it's going to help just my body tension. Totally. Yeah. I have one too. Um, I, do you? I'm obsessed. Yeah. I know. Well, you're the one you planted the seed in my head like three years ago. And now finally, yeah. well, I say finally, I, Simon was like, what do you want for your 40th? By the way, I'm, t- I'm turning 40 in like a month. Oh my God. No, and yeah, so he got me that. Well, you look hot as ever, babe, uh, for 40. Thank you. Thank you. Goals. Can you hit- <laughs> well, thanks so much. I have to say, I've never felt better in myself. I'm just checking I'm on the right mic. I have never felt better. Amazing. Like, I just, so I'm not afraid of that milestone birthday and I can see how the future milestone birthdays will be even better. I know. I can feel that you're just radiating and what do you, we'll just go right in. Oh wait, I should tell everyone who you are. (laughs) I feel like it's funny just for everyone that's listening. I just have it recording as soon as she gets on. So it's just so organic. I think everyone that's listening to this already knows you (laughs) because Um, I have a feeling that people are like, oh my God, an episode with Ellie. Where is she? How is she? What's she been up to? Like, I need an update. So this is going to be good for our entire community, especially in in the UK and Europe to just reconnect with you. But for those that don't know, Ellie is just a dear friend, dear soul sister, we connected back in 2017 or even earlier. Yes. Maybe. She yes. was interested in bringing cacao to London and Europe. And we ended up partnering with her for several years as the, she was the cacao guardian for that region. And it was just, we, our friendship formed even more. And then I feel like we got even closer when just energetically, even when you walked away from that, to explore other parts of your business and life. I feel like just having that moment together where you could just have that freedom to be like, Hey, this isn't in alignment for me right now. And I was like, okay, cool. No worries. And then we got to see each other a month later in London and just have so much fun together. And that was such a celebration. So anyway, that's who Ellie is. 
but guess what? She doesn't have Instagram, so you can't go find her, but she does have an <laughs> epic website. So tell us about your experience as of late going offline, going off Instagram, and what that's been like for you so far. Yeah, that is a huge question. And it's really dear to my heart. So I'm so grateful to have the chance to respond to that because I feel like it's building within me where I need to like talk about this. I really, mm-hmm. really need to share the profoundness of that decision and how it's impacted my life because I know that it will be so resonant for so many people. And even though I have been off Instagram for around four or five months, it's only now beginning to become apparent to me how much trauma is in my body as a result of a good kind of seven years or six years of building a business on Instagram and of being on Instagram so much. And so it's really only just becoming clear to me the sort of magnitude of how that space affects you or me. I don't know if it affects everybody in the same way. I can only speak my own experience, but also I think the effects of leaving are really only just becoming apparent, Mm. but in a nutshell, which we can expand whatever part of this is most interesting for you. um, The space that has appeared in my life and it goes beyond just because I'm not looking at my phone all the time anymore. It's way beyond that. It's space inside the center of my head. It's space in my body because every single day since I left, I've been able to physically dissolve and purge and release energies that didn't belong to me that had lodged in my body. And instead of them keep getting filled up the next day again and again, I've been able to crowd that out with my own soul and with my own presence. And so I actually managed to, for the first time in years, systematically um, kind of release and dissolve and like gain ground on all of these external energies, which, you know, even if you're practicing energy hygiene every day, like, as you well know, because, you know, you're also sensitive to that, it's really hard to like stay on top of it. Mm -hmm. And leaving Instagram has like provided the most insane amount of space inside my body that has allowed me um, a clarity, has afforded me a clarity and a core stability unlike anything I have ever known in my life. That's (laughs) that I really want to impress upon anyone who's listening that don't underestimate how much space it takes up in your life. Wow. So I feel better than I have ever felt before. And the opportunities that are opening up in business and personally, physically, and also just like in terms of my health are just profound and could never have been there if I hadn't stepped out of that space. Wow. That is so cool. I'm okay. We have to go back. What started making this present free? Like, what was it that you were like, wait, maybe this isn't serving me. And then what was that process like? Yeah. What were the specific experiences you were having? Mm -hmm. What was the process like of figuring that out and then choosing to make that decision? Yeah. Such a good question. So the process really had been bubbling away for a while where 
I could I was already having to take regular breaks I remember talking to you about it same um, summer 2020 saying like do you think I'm going to burn my business to the ground if I leave for a few months and you were like no and so I took a few months off then already so already it was getting to a point where it just felt like it was having a detrimental effect on my body, my soul, my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the final exodus began, I would say, um, September, October of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I left September, October of 2022. So it was one year. Wow. And it all began, so back in September 21, I remember I just had my most fu- successful financial quarter of all time. So I was bringing in consistent... 20,000 pound months Mm. and I had I was creatively kind of overflowing Mm -hmm. I had released something like 11 programs in the last few months I had low I had just signed a new one-to-one client and it was my most sort of the biggest coaching package I'd ever sold and I had a session with her and the entire way through the session I was like filled with anxiety and agitation and stress and when I hung up the session I just thought I I, I I'm not enjoying this anymore I don't want that client I don't want any clients I don't want to mentor I don't even know what mentorship is the whole thing feels so dystopian and toxic and I am not in right relationship with any of my clients and I need to burn this to the ground which is obviously a pretty traumatic yes And so that was the first of the burnings to the ground for me. And then over the next 12 months, I just very gently um, began to take one step after another out of that space. And it's a really nuanced conversation, but ultimately I think two things are most easy to explain. The first is that I believe that the relational dynamics, I'm just talking in the the online transformation space. So by Mm. the way, if you're if someone listening like just uses Instagram to look at interiors or like homesteading, then I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So like you can have a really beautiful, healthy relationship with Instagram, but I'm talking about in the online transformation space. Mm-hmm. So I began to notice that it was changing and the dynamics between like let's say business owner and community or teacher and community, they just started to feel really um unhealthy and like it was this hungry ghost syndrome and I started to become aware of all that matters is can I provide a space or a page basically can I provide a container for my work where anybody who steps in really feels like they're safe to be themselves And I realized how far away from that my space, my personal page and my work was. And it was really humbling because I realized how I had been absolutely participating in so many invisible um, ways of being with my customers. Mm. And it was really I. so for the first sort of few months, it was how can I really create a community where people are truly safe to be themselves? And it was really difficult to re-enter mentorship in that way. And then, you know, I, I did manage to create quite a lot of like true energetic change in the world of my business. But then as I got more intimate with, with the qualities of my business, like 
and who my business really was. Like it's me. And then it's also the soul of my business. And what are we creating together? Mm. I began to realize that the qualities of my business are just not a match for the qualities of Instagram, because really what I'm interested in is actual sovereignty and strength and stability and safety. And those qualities are just not a match for Instagram. And so it just became really clear to me that it became untenable for me to be on there. I began to hate it. And very slowly as the, as the autumn approached, I, I have a mentor and a teacher who I was sort of working this through with. Mm. And I just, I thought I have to leave and I have to cold Turkey. I, I can't, I have to literally get off here. And it was a huge step Mac because I, you know, 90% of my income came from Instagram, Totally, 90%. Yeah. And I had to just walk away from it. And I had to trust that my soul would never lead me down a path that was detrimental to me. It would never lead me astray. And so I knew that because I was following my soul that I would be safe. Of course, I felt trepidation and a little bit of nervousness, but I never felt fear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then I I deleted my account, which is really hard to do, by the way. It's like yeah. really hard to yeah. actually delete. Yeah. Like I thought I had deleted it and then it turns out it's still there. So I've now fully deleted it. <laughs> And, you know, the whole, there's a whole other conversation to be had about what about all the friends you had on there that don't have your phone number? There's that, (laughs) there's there's that too. Um, But since then, all of these new beautiful opportunities have opened up and that are like real. So like, I've got all these real life kind of face-to-face opportunities (laughs) and like I've re-entered the world of business, the like real world of business, which is a whole Mm -hmm. other conversation. So that's a little bit more detail about the process itself. Well, well, that that is this conversation, even just what you mentioned, like the real world of business. Yeah, oh, I have so many questions and I know that so many people's brains listening to us are like, whoa, like I resonate with this so much and all the questions come up, right? Like, yeah, but don't I need the social platforms to share my art, share my message, share my books, share my programs, whatever it is you're selling. Right. Yeah. And yeah. What would you say to someone that has all those types of questions, but knows also inherently that that space isn't feeling right. And I'd love for you also to expand in on the word sovereignty when you said that, because I think that hits it right on the head. And yet, well, how would you define that? Yeah, because I do think sovereignty is a misunderstood, misused, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the word has been colonized and hijacked by so many movements and causes that are not sovereign. (laughs) Um, And ultimately, sovereignty to me, which is going to mean different things depending on how I feel in any given day, and it also means different things to me as a human being as it does Mm -hmm. to my soul, in the timeless realms. So Mm. along that spectrum of existence, sovereignty functions differently, but ultimately, you know, it's a very energetic thing where, where do I end and where does the rest of the world begin? And how do I modulate the exchange of dynamic energy between us? 
So how can I take full responsibility for everything that happens inside of that membrane that's me? And how do I learn what I don't have to take responsibility for? How do I keep what's on the inside squeaky clean, which is a, a daily process? That's what I would call energy hygiene. And the more that I do that, the more of myself I become. And the more of myself I am, the more I'm able to see you in your wholeness. The more I'm able to meet you and to see you for who you truly are without a scrim or a filter of all of my own stories and all of the accumulated debris that makes me see you for who you're not. Mm. And so it's, it's being able to stand in my own wholeness and to see you in your own wholeness and for us to be, to even have a relational field between us, which we can't if we're merged mm. and for us to be in right relationship with one another and for that very fine balance between us to be serving its own wider purpose. So we are able to contribute to what it is that we're part of. But we can only do that when we're in right relationship with one another. And so I think it's a very energetic, physical quality of presence that you cultivate through a combination of, you know, closed eye practice, but also learning how to translate what's on the inside into like proactive decisions on the outside and behaviors. Mm -hmm. So it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And often I see sovereignty around like claiming what's mine and totally. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not that, yes. so funny. Um, but it's really hard to remain sovereign. Well, every day you're going to be slipping in and out of it constantly. Yep. Um, but I would say that Instagram is and the online world of transformation is one of the least sovereign spaces that I know intimately. And so for me to learn the lesson, for me to truly embody the quality of sovereignty, I had to step away from what was not that in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's been just utterly profound because the, the silence that ensues. Mm. Um, and really that's, life is just about being yourself. So your other question was around what if somebody is like not really enjoying Instagram, but feels like they're bound to it as like a marketing space for their business yes I feel like for some people listening to this they they may love Instagram and they be like still fully vibing with it and really enjoying having their business on there in which case great because if you love it then keep you know keep doing your thing you do you and if you if your soul um hasn't like for me personally my soul wanted me to experience a lack of sovereignty on Instagram so that I could learn sovereignty, but it might not be the same for somebody else. They may have already learned that lesson. Mm. But if like, for me, it's really quite simple. If there's something that you doesn't feel good in your body and you're not enjoying it, then you need to change it. It's really that simple. And yes, it may feel like how the hell am I going to market my products and services? But you'd be surprised because mm. a lot of people were perfectly fine before social media. In fact, everybody, business has been going for millennia in some shape or form, which relied on word of mouth, face-to-face, um, you know, traditional forms of marketing. I always built my businesses that way before Instagram. Totally. Yeah. Like that's how traditional business is built. And it's a complete illusion that you need social media wow. in order to 
create and spread a message and a, a brand awareness yeah. you know why not why not just try it out and you don't have to do, I didn't just leave from one day to the next it was 12 months of careful planning and um preparing until the day came where it became untenable but just mm. you know there are so many ways to create um to, to bring more sovereignty into your Instagram space um, that you can do while still being on there. And I do believe there needs to be beacons of light on there. So like maybe one day I would go back. I mean, I don't think so, to be honest, but maybe I would have a page. Like you told me that I remember years ago when I, I called you crying. Like I was sobbing because I said, I don't know who I am off Instagram and I'm scared to leave because like in the real world, like where I live in the middle of nowhere, yeah. um, like they don't know so much about me because I can't chat about like soul and spirit to my neighbors. Totally. And you were like, but Ellie, like it's all about how you treat Instagram. It can just be a notice board. Like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be your identity. And I, I wasn't, I didn't understand that yet, but your words ring a lot truer now. Mm. well the word illusion really rings true for me with Instagram and also like a trap I think it can be yes. such a trap so when you talk about these fields like sovereignty is two fields that aren't enmeshed aren't entangled aren't you know so was that just were you noticing that being on Instagram was it like your thoughts your experience you're like is this mine is this was it, and even did you notice that things you would do in your business or things you would say would be other things that you saw or were exemplified for you? All of the above. Wow. So yeah. do you remember how we said sovereignty functions differently in different ways? And so like one example of not having sovereignty is where was my awareness? So talking to you, my awareness is in my body. Like I'm in my body, um, even though I'm looking at a screen, my awareness is in inside the center of my head, in my body, and I'm grounded because I've kind of learned how to do that. Yeah. When I was on Instagram, I would be in my phone. Yes. So I'd literally, so if someone said, where are you right now? I'd be like, oh God, I've got, I was deep inside the vortex of my phone. Yes. And if you're not in your body, then you are not able to tap into the extraordinary resources that you have available to you in the present time in, in like space and time in your body like you can't really work with soul you can't work with your own intuition and your wisdom if you're not in your body mm -hmm. so that's the first thing is like I was finding myself just constantly out of my body another example would be um I'd take my dog for walks every day and that's when I would do all my thinking and what I was actually, what was actually happening was that my head would be literally like shouting with multiple different voices with fully formed sentences. And I would be proud of that. So <laughs> I thought that I was like downloading transmissions. So I would go out and I would say, all right. And I would literally open my channel in inverted commas and I would just like, allow these fully formed things to just dump in my head and I thought that that was how you download transmissions I would now not use the word download and I probably wouldn't use the word transmission anymore either wow and so I had my creative process was like this really like unhealthy um overstimulating kind of 
cracking open and just letting every Tom, Dick and Harry, you know, both physical people and also, yeah. you know, energy beings that I don't know who I'm totally. listening to totally. just yeah. pour into my body. And um, it got so bad. I remember one day, because especially when there were like movements on social media around like, you know how I think, I don't know if this is still happening on Instagram, but you know how there's like a lot of anger at the moment around pricing and um, mm-hmm. that seems to be like a kickback against these like mm-hmm. mega coaches, right? Totally. So whenever I would see, or like the Black Lives Matter was a great example. I would have like loads of other people's conundrums swirling around my head and I would be spending all of my energy trying to like solve other people's problems and I could not differentiate between my own like contemplations or like the panic of other people and so having learned now how to deploy actual practices and techniques to clear that shit out of my body and to be energetically sovereign means I really have created a stability and a strength and where everything that I make and I create and I think about comes from within and it's Mm. really like gentle and measured and it's mine and so it's at the same frequency as my body and so nothing feels jarring nothing feels like jangly or loopy and if something is then I know it's not mine and I clear it out Mm. that's how I can tell is it mine or not if it jangles and bounces and loops usually it's not mine because if it is something that's really originated from me then it will be more of a growing thing where I'm like oh I can I'm beginning to sense this thing that I need to like think about you know what I mean it has like a an organic quality yeah does that That make sense sense. yeah that totally (laughs) makes sense and and even just noticing that those the smallest things of just seeing what someone's eating every day like why do we have to see what everyone's eating or why do we have to see everyone's like amazing photos of their smoothie bowl (laughs) and where they're going and what they did that day and like those little captures and just I think it shows up for people as comparison and living through a screen living someone else's life and like you said, your energy is going towards that. And I actually did hear years ago that that one of the goals of social media and Instagram and TikTok and all these things is that our consciousness actually merges with it. Yeah, it does. So that's crazy that you picked up on that, that you knew your awareness was going out of your body and into your phone. Yeah. Because there's a merging with technology right now. And it's like that splitting of the species we've heard about, right? So like that yeah. some people are going to merge fully with technology and then wow. some people are going to just notice, Not. no, I want to stick with the organic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And also just, you know, the the biorhythms or like the electromagnetic field of our bodies is obviously really different to the electromagnetic field or like the speed, the wave, the speed of the waveform of technology. Mm. And so it's just really like a physical, practical, obvious common sense thing Mm -hmm. that like the reality is, yes, we are um, spiritual beings living a human experience. But the reality is, um, because I like to straddle that middle ground of like essence and oneness and 
beautiful spiritual concepts, but also at the same time, I am living in the real world and I like to live in the real world. And like, I'm not made to go and live in a cave and meditate for 40 years, but at the same time, I'm also not made to live completely unconsciously. There's, I like that middle ground where I understand how spirituality can be a lived experience. And so it is nuanced and it is complex but that it's really physical when you're in the middle ground and it's really about learning how you you can support your body to exist um, in a way that's healthy but also conscious and so just learning how to protect your body as much as you can from these non-native frequencies um it's really subtle but like for example now with my clients when i'm doing energy work like we're not on zoom we're on the phone Cool. Because just even having not having the video, mm-hmm. first of all, it just allows a, a refined listening that's different. Yes. If you're not face to face. And also you're just removing an extra layer of buzz. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and I so yeah. And just like five months without the Instagram buzz, because I'm like not really on my phone. There's like nothing to do on my phone. Except, and this is a bit of a side note, but it's actually super relevant. I've also managed to re-engage with the news every day which I just couldn't handle before I didn't have the space for it it really stressed me out mm. now I've I've cultivated enough core stability where I can re-engage with current affairs mm. in a way that's sovereign and stable and I'm interested and I love like looking at patterns and I've, I'm really enjoying re-engaging with news and current affairs really <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'm actually really enjoying it because it doesn't stress me out anymore it's like mm-hmm. it's it's important intel for me to continue to develop my work mm-hmm. wow it's a whole side note <laughs> and I love what you said by the way about like you don't use the word download or transmission anymore that's so fascinating because it's like you're even looking at well why am I opening myself up to download so what about with the soul of your business yeah, such a good question, because I often think about that. And you and I have talked about this personally, um, how to be in sovereign relationship with your business, mm-hmm. where, you know, and there's so many ways, like even in my, um, even within the perspective of seeing that your business, you're seeing your business as its own sovereign entity. There's loads of nuance within that, like some people would see that as a kind of avatar projection of themselves some people right some people would see it and that like if especially if you're a one person like if if you're a coach let's say it's almost like you have a practice where you are at the center of it yeah and so and which is very different to if you're running a company like delighted by Mm -hmm. and there's like staff and products and things then it's then it's a little bit different and so I think it's nice not to be too um dogmatic with like what does it mean to have the soul of the business? But ultimately, mm-hmm. I do I do see that my business has an aliveness of some kind. Mm. Um, and I see that it has very different functions to me. So it is able to operate in the realm of essence and unity and the realm of miracles. And it's able to pull things together for me and mm. um, create synchronicities. It can send people my way, but it can't pick up the phone and make a phone call. It doesn't have the discernment that I do, which is a human quality. Mm. And so now when ideas come or like I make things, 
you know, yes, I could, I could spend ages being like, where did it come from? And in the past, I used to love thinking, has it come from the causal plane? Mm. Now I'm like, you know what? It doesn't even matter where it came from. It's come from within me. Cool. But yeah. uh, but I'm in a I am in a field, a collaborative, um, explorative field with my business. But the two of us are just in another nested ecology, which is in another nested ecology, and so we're both interdependent in a far bigger picture. Mm. And so, really, what matters is. Um, is it contained? Have I created nice boundaries between me and with my business? So I would never, like every time I tune to my business, it's in a really contained boundaryed way where like there's no merging. We are absolutely separate, like energetically and physically separate. Mm-hmm. And then and then what emerges is between us. And it's like a group effort where I know that anything that's come from me comes from me but that mm. a lot of the unfolding of it is the business of my business. Like mm. so I'd say my business is more concerned with the unfolding, mm. like how it evolves, but then maybe the ideas come from my soul. Mm. Maybe that's one way. That's how I'm currently feeling it. Right. And exploring it and yeah, no dogma around it. It's just no yeah, dogma. What, what works for you right now in that conversation. And yes, yeah. because sometimes your, your business might, or something might come up and you're like, no, I don't really want to do that. Like, I know that's a big theme for you. I listened to your whole incredible call that you did the other day. And you told me this personally, mm-hmm. that you were re-examining the boundaries you had with your business, where what, what happens when you have something emerges, like you have an idea or a download, or whatever you want to call it. And you're like, oh, but I don't really want to. How can you discern where that's coming from and whether it's right for you mm-hmm. and okay. I do believe that like your wants needs and desires are a very valid and important part and that they kind of come first because like you're the one that has to execute it in the real world and so it has yeah. to kind of work with your timeline and yeah. your agenda exactly what's the point otherwise if you're not enjoying it <laughs> exactly yeah. I have a question for you. Was there ever any point with this Instagram exploration and noticing that your body was feeling so off with certain clients from that space? Was there ever a point where you're like, do I want to leave my business altogether? Hell yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I kind of have in many ways. Mm. Yes, that's been a very heartbreaking side of this because Mm. like I was so entrenched in that world. And so I have a lot of friends, contemporaries, you know, some of whom I know and some of whom I don't, some of whom have no idea who I am, but I have watched them for many years. And I did become disillusioned with a lot of the practices that I saw. Mm -hmm. And it may have even been people that I collaborated with in the past or people that I studied with in the past. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's completely normal for that to happen. Totally. And yes, what happens when it starts to feel um, out of alignment? Mm-hmm. And so you, and also there can be things that become out of alignment for no dramatic reason. Totally. Um, Just doesn't need explaining. <clears throat> yes, exactly. And so I think, and then it's again, it's a, a chance to like, how sovereign am I in that conversation? Do I 
just like avoid that person or do I just you know there's so many ways you can kind of melt out of it or you can actually because sometimes it needs a conversation you have to explain yourself and so there were so many opportunities for me to step up and be a little bit brave Hmm. and and I do think to a certain degree I have left that business because I am my business model before was based on supporting emerging entrepreneurs helping them grow their business Mm. and I don't want to I don't do that anymore so now now I'm still working with business and with mentorship but I'm working more with corporate and companies and with leaders so it's Mm. not on growing their business it's really on cultivating wholeness across their whole life and so it feels completely different it's a completely different space And there are elements of me that miss working with like emerging entrepreneurs. But if I think about it, if I bring it into my body, I'm still traumatized from Instagram. I can feel a fluttering quality where I'm like, nope, I'm not ready to go back to that. I've got to heal before I ever work with helping people grow their business again, because I still have a lot of untangling and unlearning to do from the space of Instagram. I wonder if that's because there it's like everyone's an emerging entrepreneur. Everyone thinks they want to be an entrepreneur. Everyone wants to grow their business online right now. Yeah. And especially when 2020 hit, it's just been, everyone wants to have their own business. Everyone wants to grow it. Everyone wants to know what to do, what, you know, what's the next program? What's the next thing that I need to do to grow my business? And it's, there's no barrier to entry, right? Everyone can call themselves a coach, a mentor, whatever. But what I noticed about you is that you actually have a genuine genius and skill set that is like needed inside of these other spaces that aren't trying to be anything. It's these it's these leaders, these individuals inside of corporations, inside of businesses. And they're just like it's a you get to actually share your experiences, your skill, your your gifts with those individuals. And there's a to to me, it feels like a completely different energy it's like like you said sovereign it's like someone is you know you get to contribute this to that person but I feel like over on again Instagram and in this world of personal professional development right now there's so much grabbiness exactly and I just wonder if yeah that just was getting so overwhelming for you yes and then it's how the hungry you concern, like who's real who's not you know yeah absolutely and then you know it's that hungry ghost what does that mean hungry. the hungry ghost I mean it's like a I think it's a buddhist but I really could be wrong but it ultimately means like you've got this ghost whose mouth is wide open desperately trying to nourish itself yeah. trying to eat trying to eat trying to eat but unable to swallow unable to to nourish themselves and therefore like still a ghost and so it's just that hungry endless attempt to satiate yourself but it never does the trick because you know you're ultimately grabbing <laughs> at something that's never going to feed you and you know quite simply what I realized was hang on a minute it's become I don't think it was like this all the time but Instagram has become the same tiny group of people endlessly being sold to (laughs) and they are the very people who can least afford it I know so why the hell I thought am I selling my services 
um, which are the cumulative result of 18 years of genuine, um, diverse business experience. Which so is know, rare in itself, by the way. Which is which on Instagram is definitely rare. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I thought I know that like my body of work, which is what I'm con- interested in, like I know I can serve that these people, these poor people who are endlessly being sold to, are the people that really can least afford to pay these. Um, and so it's just the irony being some people you're literally they're selling 50k programs. And then a very humbling moment, Mac, is when I, mm-hmm. so when I left, I immediately started to take like action steps to start to, to um, grow my business in a different, you know, it's not, I don't just sit back and wait for the miracles to descend. I mean, yes. they do, but you have to, you have to play your part. And yeah. so I thought, right, I'm going to immediately embark on like an R&D kind of research and development phase. And I want to find out. I can see in my mind's eye who I'm here to serve. And it's like these really keen bean, like eager to learn corporate folks and like men actually. Yeah, totally. So I started to go on some R&D and I spoke to some really experienced people, like some people in governance, because I really like governance, corporate governance. I think it's just really fascinating because, you you know, it's just another way of looking at like systems. Mm. So I spoke to some really experienced um, leadership development facilitators some governance experts and when I looked at their rates it was so embarrassing because here are these people who are like who have had decades (laughs) of experience and who've worked with like some of the biggest companies in the world who have set up like multiple startups and they're charging like a fraction of what these Instagram coaches are charging (laughs) and I I was just so embarrassed and so it made me completely rethink (laughs) like value exchange yes and so but it's still taking me time to kind of like shed the the ridiculous value exchange paradigm on online and move into this is what I said at the real world of business like you can't be an Instagram influencer and take your business to Shark Tank because they'll laugh you out of the room yes (laughs) it's not a real business and I don't mean that you can't have a real business I there are plenty of incredible um business owners and you can you know you can really make something fabulous but there are just so many empty vessel Ugh, I don't even know how to describe it I'm still traumatized so it's still hard for me to articulate it as eloquently as I would like no I mean you're doing an amazing job articulating <laughs> this and this is so juicy like this conversation because it's a I always try to like explain this. It's not to shame anyone, but to mm-hmm. bring awareness to that the distortion is real. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, we all almost can fall prey to it at times. And especially when we see the shiny object or we, or even just resonate with someone with, with how someone's speaking. If someone's speaking online in a way that we're just enticed by and we're like, wow, I feel so empowered by reading that. And then you go into their world. Wow. Like it looks like their world is amazing. And like, they're making all this money and they're selling these programs and it's, they're saying it in a way that resonates, I think. And then it's just so easy to start believing in that. And just, I think for me, as I've stepped away from this um, world more, yeah. I almost am like, what? You're charging 
how much and like what is your experience and yeah and I are you doing that because that's authentic for you or are you doing that because that's what another coach told you you should be doing <clears throat> and it's hard because some coaches obviously have the physical success. They have the material success doing that, but it's very far and few between. And then there's all these other hungry ghosts, like you just said. And I, what I think with Instagram, it is, is everyone's trying to be someone. And then you're just contributing to so much noise and clutter, you know? So where do, what was I going to ask you next was, um, Wait, there was something there. Anyway, keep going if you have something. No, I I hear you. And I think what I don't see a lot of is, you know, a coach or any any service provider, you know, you're selling your services. So AKA your body of work. So you've developed a body of work and that body of work is designed to help um you know, help your client, let's say. And like, it just became all about um, how to be successful. So there's no actual coaching going on because that's got nothing to do with coaching. You have people selling their own success and then they're selling to you saying, want to be successful? Well, I'll show you how to be successful, but they don't actually have a body of work. They're just, mm. you know, you have people selling proximity. That is the weirdest one. Oh me. my God. Yes. It's like, so weird. It's just weird. And yeah, it seems so normal because you just get so used to it. But now that I've zoomed out and left, I mean, it would it, literally people would chortle if they saw the kind of lingo and terminology. And it's really hard to mm. um, snap out of it when you're in the middle of it. And plus, quite simply, the, the delicate um, preciousness of your own body of work, which is something that you know, grows over time um, as a result of, you know, the unfolding of your life. It's so precious and it's so delicate and it's such an incredible um, journey to kind of polish and refine it into a unique body of work. Mm. And it just gets lost in the noise mm. of Instagram. It just does because the words are overused. It's so noisy and it's just really disheartening when somebody you know, is just like scrolling through a carefully written sales page that you've poured your heart and soul into. Mm. And actually when you sell outside of Instagram and you're selling in the real world, like nobody, people don't treat your work like that. They actually read your stuff because they're reading it in a, they're not like just on their tiny phone scrolling. They're like, you know, replying to a long email that you've written. It's just a completely different environment. Whoa. I love that. It's <laughs> yeah. so true. Cause if right? you are selling proximity, which is like pay this much to receive my energy for an hour mm -hmm. or to be, to be around me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Um, then you're just selling this false status. Right. Whereas then when you're actually doing the work and in these email exchanges or in these conversations, they're like, no, no, like, what is this actually? Like, I love mm -hmm. that you're pointing that out. The last mm -hmm. thing I'll say on this, and you can riff on it how, as much as you want, is just you mentioned something before you went offline that struck me. And it was on this pricing thing. You said, hey, so I've been out in the real world lately. 
<laughs> and you were like, I'm starting to realize like, to, I'm starting to charge like normal prices for my work. And what flooded in was the massage therapist, the, you know, the, the electrician that like I, what started flooding in was all these people I do business with in the real world. And just the pricing that like the standard pricing of those things, those in-person exchanges. And then that's when it's like, you needed to just say that one sentence. And I just saw the hierarchy. That's like a something I was already feeling, Mm -hmm. but I saw it. I was like, Whoa, like $10,000 for a mastermind or hundred thousand dollars for a year with someone versus like, yeah. Anyway, the hourly exchange that's, that's genuinely when you're dealing with someone in person, it's fascinating to me. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many ways to approach pricing, but I like to do so in a way that's considered and practical and, um, and absolutely not tied to, um, like I don't price according to the level of transformation anymore, if that makes sense. Because in the past, in the past, I would sort of equate, I, I had a way of pricing where I'd be like, okay, is this something really lighthearted or is this something where someone's going to undergo some seriously deep transformation, in which case I require a lot mm. more energy to facilitate it. Mm. But actually because I've cleaned up my energy and because I'm grounded and centered most of the time now, I I have way more resilience. And so I don't get knackered anymore. In fact, the deeper I go into the work, like if I do a really intense energy session with a client, I feel amazing afterwards. Like I feel so well. And so I've sort of stopped pricing for my effort anymore. And now it's just much more practical. Like I just price according to who it is I'm working with and what's a reasonable exchange. End of story. It's nothing to do with self-esteem or like, anything like that um yes which just feels really nice all the emotional charge has like melted away around pricing yeah and on that you know it's like the when there's things that I'm doing where I'm exhausted afterwards I just know that's not what I'm meant to be doing it doesn't matter how much Uh, yes that's just not my thing yes and yeah it's like that's just the body speaking um well honestly I want you to know that just sharing this part of your story, I know is going to trigger in the best way, just people's, you know, contemplations and those lights to start going on. And, you know, everyone is going to have their own individual journey Yeah. Um, with that, but just thank you so much for taking the time to express something. Honestly, it's sensitive. It's vulnerable. It's close to home. It's personal. Like you've been on a very personal journey with all of this. It's impacted your health, your emotions, your everything. Yeah. And so for you to claim this, I mean, are you a line three in the gene keys? Are you three, five? No, I'm oh, actually five. four, six. Oh, four, six. Okay. I was like, I just feel like you're so willing to go experience life and then come back with this story. So I was wondering. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> is there anything else that you, like it's on your heart. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. So just, is there anything else on your heart that you want to share, whether with me, the listeners? No, God, I would literally just say, I hope that this conversation isn't just another kind of, 
you know, that somebody listens to it and thinks, oh shit, I, I need to do this. I should do this because there's a really fine line between um, being open and listening to life and engaging with like, oh, new ways of doing things. Like I, I will always be a student of life and, mm-hmm. and I love having teachers and I'm always open to expanding my perspective on things. But there's a fine line between that, like staying open and um, being swayed like a sapling between like this person says this because you can listen to 20 different things that really resonate with you and it can be, become very overwhelming and exactly. just eventually ends up being more noise and like my teacher always says what what the body can't process becomes toxic and just a really simple soul way of looking at that is this might sound real like everything that we talked about that there might be a lot in it that's like really ringing true for you but if you try and exit if you create a forced exodus that you did in at a pace that wasn't the pace of your soul like it will ultimately end up being a toxic experience for you in some way and so don't be afraid to just listen to this and be like hmm nobody needs to take any rash steps here like the first wonderful thing that you can do if you're listening to this and you're like I am still on Instagram I don't love it but like I'm not ready to leave is just think well my Instagram page is a container for my culture my business culture like I get to set the culture of my business and culture is a very sort of intangible but it's a litmus of your of your true intentions and of your values and your mission you know it's all of those things mm-hmm. you can do so much to clean up the culture of your instagram page so that it is a space where anybody who flicks onto it is like oh i feel safe to be me mm-hmm. and that is a, a really powerful contribution that you can have to the ecology of instagram but also to your customer community so even that would be a really powerful place to start. And that's, maybe it's right to stay on there and, and to spread that. Yeah, that's an amazing place to start because there's not the extreme. <clears throat> Michael's voice just comes in. of just like, okay, we don't need to be extreme about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's true because that's <laughs> also, that's not, that's unresolved trauma energy. If yes, you, know, true. you can always tell, in fact, all the times when I used to burn shit down, like I've burned, I've burned many things to the ground, little and big, but like 99% of it was just kind of coming from a slightly unresolved trauma energy vibe, which is okay. Like that's life it happens. Yeah. Totally. But sometimes, sometimes things that are really right, they move in tiny incremental steps and that's a very organic pace. And so I would always say, find the organic pace within whatever that you really want to do is. And that there's nothing extreme about that. Right. And letting yourself change your mind in any given day. Like if yes. you know that Instagram isn't serving you right now and you need to come home to yourself and take a week off, take a week off. If you, it's just, you don't have to be strategic about it. You don't have to post every day. You don't have to box yourself in. And you also don't have to be extreme and go off if you don't want to. It's like what works for you. And so it's, I just, what I love about your story is that you pause to become aware of your body's experience to get to the truth of your soul. And that's what this can inspire in so many. So, okay. I'm going to end the recording, but I want you to stay on. (laughs) 
few more, just for a few more minutes. Um, thank good. you again for sharing with everyone. We're so grateful for you. And before I stop the recording, where can can people find you? Where you want people to <laughs> find disappeared. you? <laughs> yes. Do you want to share your phone number with everybody? <laughs> you can find me you can absolutely find me on my website which is elliesilent.com and i'm really putting lots of um time love resources and energy into writing like a really i'm starting to write a really good quality useful newsletter i can yes confirm that that is a real one i read her newsletters you're so cute Michael's always telling me, did you energetically read that? Cause, or did you actually read it? Cause I never read things and I actually read your newsletters because they're just so eloquent and impeccable. Like, what? Oh, How did she even express like this? Sorry, so I interrupted sorry. you. No, I love that you said that. And in the past they were very, they were still a little bit extension of Instagram where they'd be like, I'd, I'd reference Simon, my husband. Cause I just assume that everyone knows who Simon is. But then I thought, actually that's not very professional. And if I look at like a really serious newsletter, like my, my dad is like the most epic. He's been writing one for like 50 years and he has like a serious newsletter list. And he's like, does these incredible market newsletters every two weeks. I thought that's the kind of newsletter I want to write. I want to really spend time creating a phenomenal newsletter. So last week was my first one and I'm taking it really seriously. It's going to be professional, it's going to be practical, and it's going to be useful. So that would be something that the listeners could sign up to if they fancied. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. Thank you. That's beautiful. You. I, will, I will let everyone know what the website is in, your, in the show notes. And you're just amazing and appreciate you so much. Likewise. I love you to bits. I loved having this solo chat with you. And what an honor to be on here. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.